Howdy, listeners, and thank you all so much for having come on this wild adventure with us. It blows my mind that we started publishing episodes over a year ago now, and also just to see how far we've come in terms of quality and gameplay. I wanted to take a moment to acknowledge the amazing work that Sam has put into breathing life and complexity into this world, and more importantly, its people. We really couldn't have asked for a better GM. While this episode marks the end of the story of Cat and Angelica, it's also the beginning of something new. As we mentioned in episode zero, Worlds Below was always meant to be a trial run for our next project. So stay tuned for news on that. We're hoping to kick it off uh, sometime early in the new year and um, with a new host this time as well. Once more, thank you to all of those who supported us on this journey. It means the world to us. Now, without further ado, we open. One month later. After the call was put out that anyone who wanted to volunteer to house an alien could, and anyone who wanted to give theirs up could also do so. Um, my first question is whether the two of you give them up or keep them. I keep mine. I do not. I kind of like that. Um, there's no record kept uh, according to the king's express commands. No one is allowed to write down who takes an alien and who doesn't. Um, this is treated as like private uh, information. And although some people do tell you whether they did or didn't keep theirs, um, the idea is that over time this information is going to fade. And maybe in a few generations, no one will even know that there was ever uh, a distinct class of people who house the aliens hmm. i love the idea that there's some sort of black market though that exists for getting in touch with the people that have the memories of your family there's a lot of cool implications mm, mediums um mm -hmm. one of the first yes. things the high king does with whatever authority she gained as some kind of like religious figure um is to command that terra pure change its mandate um they're no longer sort of uh, uh, a religious organization. Their focus is more on medicine and healing now, and led in part by Brother Twig, they become more of a community organization. Um, and I want to start with like a series of scenes that I have planned out. Um, and I'd like to start with um, Angelica. And it begins in the palace. I'd like these scenes to take place in Felhamir. Okay. Um, you're um, leaving, let's say you're leaving breakfast one day, and in the hallways of the palace, the king catches up to you. And she says, um, um, Angelica, the, the voyage is about to... Um, well, I was going to go to the docks, and um, I was... 
Hoping for some company. Uh, only if you if you did want to. Um, I wouldn't want to. Um, I wouldn't want to impose. Uh, not at all. It was just going to be another one of the reviews of Crank Boys not actually following the bylaws we put in place, but flyering. <laughs> Honestly, I just am tired of talking to them. They're impossible to talk to. <laughs> Please give me a reason to not go. I, I can't do that, Angelica. <laughs> It's it's one of your your areas of expertise, I suppose. It's it's, it's flyering. It's, I could be used for so much more, but I see, Your Majesty, this is where my talents are needed. Well, there will be a council meeting later in the day, so perhaps you could submit your proposal then. Oh God. Well, in the meantime, I'd be happy to join you. Um, so the two of you walk down through the palace and out um, into like the courtyard down through the streets of Felhimir. Um, Kat, I think you're also like not quite staying in the palace, like as usual, sort of issuing finer company, but in the bombshell, um, (laughs) there's, there's like a knock at your door. Um, Kat, Kat, you have to wake up. It's, it's past dawn. Oh, five more minutes. No. Five more minutes. No, cat. Oh. Why have you locked the door, cat? Who put us on here? <laughs> Things were so much oh. easier when we lived in the same room. Oh, when there wasn't a sun to wake me up. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you open the door. Seuss is, um, he's much changed from aboard the ship the aliens only intervened when they had to when the life of um a passenger was at risk um when there was the chance that they could be recovered or transmitted to someone else relatively easily they wouldn't intervene to allow a person to continue their life unimpeded but with a special request They don't mind intervening and making themselves more visible. Mm -hmm. Um, So while it wasn't possible to heal Suze completely, he still wears his breathing apparatus. Uh, He's more similar to you in a way. And he'll maybe always have like a catch in his throat and maybe always have some difficulty um, running. Mm -hmm. But he's able to leave hydroponics there are arbitrary chalk marks all over felmir like anywhere we go we've just left a chalk mark being like we made it here i think he's very excited to see new things like all of the time yeah so as you walk down uh through the common area of the bombshell and out the door Mm. he's telling you about and i saw this stall in a market and Mm -hmm. someone was telling stories and oh they said there was this really great time once a couple months ago, someone brought, like, this horse, and it did really cool tricks, and I would love to ride a horse. Um, I, I met that horse. <gasps> did you? Do you, know, do you know who taught that horse tricks? No. Uh, this, this guy right here. <laughs> it was, I did some cool horse tricks. Did, listen, I did. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I'm good at horse tricks. Ask Angelica. She fell off the horse like 18 times. She'll never say this. She fell off 
every single time. <laughs> That's why we don't have horses anymore, Seuss. I'm telling you. Why don't you ever listen to my story? <laughs> so this like trails away as the camera moves back. Um, and the king and Angelica make kind of like awkward sort of small talk uh, walking across the courtyard. Sam, please. I never make awkward small talk. The king, the king, the make king makes awkward small talk. Um, the two of you wave across the courtyard to where um, Liza is sitting gorgeously mm-hmm. on a bench under a tree, and like Charlie has like one foot up on the bench and is like leaned over, like talking to her. Like, <gasps> oh, well, it didn't work out, I suppose. But I'm sorry. What? What didn't? Um. I'm just happy for my friend. Oh, it's delight. <laughs> delightful. <laughs> Careful, Liza. She likes the chains. <laughs> <laughs> Liza gives a look that's like, oh, I know. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, it's been a month, Angelica. <laughs> As uh, as you leave like the palace compound and head out into the streets, uh, like a man with like a book under his arm approaches you, and your father, um, sort of like shyly says, "Do you do you mind if I steal her from you?" And the king uh, like nods and sort of like walks on ahead. Plenty of books down here, aren't there? I've uh, I've met the most interesting man. He says he knows you. Uh, his name is Spanner, and um, oh, Spanner! He's a lovely man. He's uh, he's quite the eccentric, but not a bad uh, not a bad whiskey buddy. I thought we kicked that habit, Father. Well, you know what they say: keeps you a glass of whiskey a a, a night. <laughs> we can't keep relying on the alien to metabolize all the whiskey. Well, it. Uh, oh, you're probably right, as as usual, Angelica. I, it makes you happy. I'm sorry. Spanner is, uh, he's a hoot. That's a word they use down here, hoot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I believe that. And, uh, listen, Angelica, I just wanted to say that you're, you're doing an, an excellent job down here with, um, with the council and, uh, with, with the crank boys and um, oh god, <laughs> thank I you, just, father. You know, I I I should have listened. There were a lot of people that should have listened, and honestly, first among them was me. I think that I think we could all do with a little bit more listening. Well, we've got all the time in the world for that, but Joan would have been proud. Angelica kind of it's not like a blow to the chest but her dad doesn't talk about Joan a lot and the last time I think that they meaningfully talked about it was in that simulation yeah that is that's true when she confronted him um but I think it makes her feel good to have that yeah that validation yeah um Kat as you walk through the what used to be like the slums of Felhamir. It looks a lot nicer than it has been. Like people are doing a lot of work trying to put things together, um, trying to like fix things up a bit and like help each other out. Um, You feel like a hand clap you on the back 
as uh cat falls over (laughs) (laughs) okay cat falls over as (laughs) oh fucking sorry about that my dude oh Oh, boy you know what you really got to pay attention to where you're walking i have like this giant (laughs) heavy thing on my back i am unbalanced all the time (laughs) well listen i've got an idea for your voyage oh yeah when Mm -hmm. you go west Mm -hmm. if you can I would just love a new pair of knives. I left these great ones in the free city, you know? Mm-hmm. I fucking I re- love to get yeah. those back. Also, Do I have this mixtape that I recorded. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fucking it's fire. Lit. It is. That's a great okay. way to say that. Yeah. I would fucking love if you would grab me those mixtapes. For sure. Can I mix you a new one if i can't find the old one well i don't know what your edm skills are for that. i you were pretty impressed when i was there so a gunner kind of trails away um you're walking through like an impromptu sort of like early morning like cafe that people have set up like a bunch of like <clears throat> crates and seats and stuff um and you notice an extremely the back of an extremely large woman hunched over an espresso <laughs> Mags? Um, Mags turns and looks at you, and um, she's got a a bunch of... She's not alone. She has a bunch of people around her. Someone that looks a little bit like Steve, like has the same kind of like crooked nose and gray hair. Hmm? Pistol Pete? Pistol Pistol Pete. Pistol (laughs) Pete. You know, contrary to Steve, he's pretty well-dressed. He's pretty Mm -hmm. clean and tidy, but he is leaning back, and he's got a cute little like espresso that he's sipping at um but mags stands up and like lumbers over to you and seuss kind of like looks at her cautiously <laughs> um but mags just like leans down and gives you like the most delicate little hug cat <laughs> oh, gives her a delicate hug back she doesn't want to squeeze too hard in case mags gets ideas yeah. <laughs> uh, mags pulls back and she says cat this is Pistol Pete. Hi, Pete. Pete, like, raises his little mm. coffee at you. Uh, Mags, thanks. Um, you and, you and Steve saved our lives. Many times over. S- Steve was really good. He was a hero. And so are you, Mags. So are you. Cat's fine. Cat's not crying. Yeah. <laughs> um, Angelica, your father kind of trails away back to the palace um, as you make your way down through the center of Felimir. Um, you take the long way around and you pass the church. Um, and there's a lot of activity going on. Like the church is very busy. All of the stocks are gone, but there's new space for there's uh, like a series of benches, like a little park where people in like gowns. Made out of the stocks. What? Made out of Made the out of the stocks. Yes. They just tip them over. <laughs> there's a weird um, hole that you sit in sometimes. It's like, yeah. You're on this particular bench. <laughs> Um, but there are people in like gowns and stuff who like have injuries that are still healing, who are taking it easy, like enjoying sort of like an, a summer day out in the in the park. Um, Terrapier or what remains of it 
has become more of a hospital more than anything. And so you do see people with the brown robes of the church, but they no longer wear the inquisitor um, icon that once came from Terracorp. Instead, they just wear brown robes. And the one person who seems to be in charge and isn't wearing a brown robe uh, is striding around giving orders. She's uh, sending some people off for uh, scheduled transmissions. She's sending people in for fracture treatment, for sickness or any kind of malady <laughs> i wish i knew how to like talk southern dirty like, <laughs> boot licking uh yeah. gobsmacking <laughs> yeah whatever the other words they use are yeah. so i think she probably gives <laughs> angelica like a very curt wave um i actually i was thinking about this yeah um i i, I love the scene of like leia when things have settled down um and Dylan having just introduced her to marijuana. <laughs> and like That is beautiful. <laughs> it's the only plant that survived Haven's crash. Well, I just I just love like the, the scene of them like sitting in the back of her cottage with like Dylan just loving the fact that he's yeah. got his own little plot of land. <laughs> so maybe that's their evening. Dylan and um what was the name of the of the gardener who they had? Oh gosh. I think that they must all still sort of be like, ha hey, you. Yeah, you like, guys. You guys. <laughs> and he knows they don't know his name, but he still isn't corrected them. Yeah. I want to say Daniel, but... Damn Daniel. It was something that sounded like Dylan. It was something like Dylan. We'll get, we'll Dylan get back to that. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan and Dylan. Yeah. yeah, I love that. That's how she spends her evenings now. Yeah, so just that was... Yeah, Seeing Leia made the me medicinal think of purposes, yeah. of course. Um, so the two of you have independently made your way down to the docks, where a large, sleek sailing ship is uh, being readied for takeoff, and um, Jarl Oleg is helping Henry and Doctor Singh make the final touches to it like oh yeah you want to put your ropes over there that's the best part that's the best way to go not only is it safe if you just go overboard but if you want to go overboard you can just take a quick little dip it's no problem <laughs> it's a fun time <laughs> oleg i thought you promised me a fiddler oh yeah well the thing about that is that i well, I like my fiddler. You know, she's she's just great. She's such a good fiddler you, that I just couldn't I couldn't bear to let her go. So I did I did do the next best thing. Oh no! I gave oh, no. some fiddle lessons. Oh no! Wait, I to, don't I don't want no. It. Oh, you're gonna I'm love actually, this guy, Cat. Oh, he's grand. He's I'm just actually, so grand. He's such a fun time. He's you know, a real the good dude. Awful <laughs> up now that I think about it. From the front of the bow, you hear. It. oh and you know what i'm sure by the end of the trip he's gonna have a hand on it oh just give him some time you know give him some space i I actually think that's my boat over there um if you want to get on that one uh, i'll be there in a minute (laughs) i think they've called this particular variant blue grouse fiddle Cat throws herself into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Seuss kind of darts up the ramp ahead of you and starts checking out the ship. 
um, all of the, the renegades from Haven are aboard, and Henry has brought his grandson, Singh has brought her family, everyone else is uh, getting ready to depart. And uh, the king and Angelica walk up, and the king kind of like waves to Cat very briefly and stands back to wait for the for the ship's sort of like going off mm-hmm, ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, we smash a box of wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, none of the wine survived yeah. the way down. <laughs> Damn. This is a this is a beautiful sailing ship. Uh, it's not like the largest, but it's like neat and clean. And it's got like a brand new name that's just been painted on the side. What would you name a ship that was going out on an exploration, a scientific exploration? Uh, Bodie McBoatface. No. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No. Both of us had the same expression at the same time. That's just no. just no. no. Um, Vito. Let me pitch to the crew. Either. The Haven 2. <laughs> or the Agnatha. I like the Agnatha. I like yeah. the Agnatha, too. I think the Agnatha. Oh. Um, Does Max come with us? Yeah. That's a weird relationship. Well, so... In and amongst those people. The crew is a, a mix. A lot of marsh folk who are keen to hit the water again. Mm-hmm. Um, you see Owl... Like giving some directions to the the gunwaller, the person who does the, the wheel, mm-hmm. um, ships. Mm-hmm. Um, you see <laughs> the boat wheel man. You see pigeon scrambling up and down the ropes, getting the sails ready to go. Anyone who has an interest in the sort of changed flora and fauna of Earth, of exploring new places, of documenting plants and animals and new species of coming into contact with the people who used to be deadheads and trying to communicate with them. Um, It's a mix of people who have taken alien passengers, a mix of people who haven't, people from all walks of life who want to see something new. Hmm. I love it. There's an extensive greenhouse on the deck. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. How big is this boat? I love it. Um, so the two of you arrive at the, the plank leading up to the ship at the same time, and Sue scampers up on ahead, and he says, Okay, Cat, I'll see you soon. Come up when you're ready. It's good to see you, Sue's. Always. It's, it's good to see you, too. Angelica, <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be back when, uh, I guess, whenever we need to, you know? I, I look forward to it, Sue's. I am... Um... Have a good trip. Did, did I do something to upset him, Cat? I don't. I think it's fine. Okay. <laughs> oh. He just ran up a plank. Give the boy a second. I no. I mean, uh, realistically, Dylan was taking his shirt off behind you. That's probably why he was. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that boy. <laughs> you know, for someone who doesn't move, I'm surprised he has so many muscles. <laughs> he oh just, like, God. gets high and lifts really heavy rocks. Is that safe? <laughs> I don't think that's entirely safe, but... Well, you're in charge now. Make a law against it or whatever. I don't oh, know. <laughs> cat. Gosh, if being in charge means I have to round up the rabble all day long, I don't think I like it very much. Well, I mean, the crank boys seem to love you. 
As they should, of course. <laughs> but then again, everyone should. <laughs> Damn, that sounded almost tyrannical. Oh, look at me. Yeah. Uh, well, I look forward to coming back to Angelicaville. Cat. <laughs> Don't be so mean. I'll miss you too. Uh, when you erect a statue to yourself in the middle of the town, make sure to erect one of me as well. I mean, I'm nothing without you. That might be the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Is it really? <laughs> and here I've just been laying praise upon you all this past month. That one felt sincere, though. Hmm. I'll have to work on that. <laughs> I will miss you, though, Kat. I'll miss you too, Angelica. And, well, hmm. Is there any room on this boat for one more? Absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> well, it was worth asking. Listen, the last time we were both on a boat together, it actually went pretty well. If I mean, I did a great job, um, but don't get shot. Would this be a bad time <laughs> to tell you that I found those logs? Oh, wow. Look at the sun. We have to get going. Oh, they're pulling up the anchor rope and the sails are all... Yep. She puts her, her like, hand on Kat's shoulder, and she looks her in the eyes like, Kat, I know we both joke, but you mean everything to me. I wouldn't be here without you. I, I love you. <sighs> Angelica, I couldn't have done this without you, and if I had to do it all over again... I wouldn't have chosen to do it with anyone else. Come back safe. I'm gonna come back so dangerously. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and as Kat like walks onto the gangplank, she's like, Seuss, Henry, did I tell you about the time I sailed this boat all by myself? A boat this big. I sailed it all by, Angelica was bleeding out into the ocean. There were like sharks. <laughs> So this is the story that's like trailing back from the water as the Agnetha sets out to sea and everyone who has chosen to remain behind in Haven, or not in Haven, in the Felimir for the time being, like waves from the deck as it recedes into the distance. I'm imagining there's like a very beautiful music playing um, and we get like these the camera shooting up from the ocean to goose like wailing, <laughs> just slamming the fiddle along the. Someone has taken the actual like, strings, off. strings yeah. off of the violin. And Kat is just like blasting actual violin music from her like vocoder. Yeah. And we see the boat skimming across the water, heading to wherever it wants to go to new discoveries. And in <laughs> Felimir, the city is reunited as people are trying to find ways to work together. And on the dock, the king uh, sort of nudges Angelica and smiles. There are council meetings to be had and there are discoveries to be made. There's a world to be built the world below. Wow. Oh no. Wow. What if I cry because we're done playing now?